Listener Production. Your Morning Agenda with Natasha Belling. Good morning. Thanks for your company. Let's check what's making headlines this Monday, the 17th of May. Tensions continue to escalate in the Middle East, with the United Nations Security Council holding an emergency meeting over the worst violence in decades. The death toll continues to increase since the latest conflict started last week, with at least 190 people killed in Gaza, including 55 children, with hundreds more injured. Israeli air assaults continue with the latest strike over the weekend destroying the offices of Al Jazeera and Associated Press where international journalists were covering the conflict. Israel says the building was also housing Hamas militants with reporters given a warning to evacuate. But Sophie McNeil from Human Rights Watch has told the project the targeted attack was a ploy to stop the world from seeing what is actually happening. It was a deliberate targeting um, by Israel because they don't want the world to see. And it's just so infuriating that Israel can do this live on TV, broadcast the centre of international journalism in Gaza and pretty much know they can get away with it because they have in the past. Also this morning, Qantas has launched an investigation into COVID tests conducted by an Indian pathology company after more than 70 people were turned away from boarding a repatriation flight to Australia because of false positive results. Qantas says it's looking into the accuracy of the tests and if the pathology company had all the appropriate accreditations. Melbourne man Sonny Jura tested positive to COVID before boarding the flight home. He has told Nine it is now an anxious situation to find out whether he'll be able to get back to Australia. As far as the results are concerned, my first reaction was that I was shocked and disappointed, uh, considering that my mother and I were doing everything possible to Uh, protect ourselves from infection. The next scheduled repatriation flight will leave next week. Meantime, Australian cricketers will arrive home today after fleeing COVID-ravaged India and then waiting out the travel ban in the Maldives. All players, staff and officials who were in India for the IPL will touch down in Australia within hours and then are set to quarantine in Sydney. And the border debate continues. Australian health experts say we need to prepare for the return of COVID cases when restrictions ease and international travel resumes. Former Deputy Chief Medical Officer Dr Nick Coatesworth has told 10, we can't eliminate COVID, but we can learn to live with it when there is widespread vaccination in our community. But we'll be vaccinated and that'll be the difference. And so the impact of COVID-19 in the community will be markedly different in 2022 to what it say would have been in 2020 or indeed what it would be now if we had an outbreak. Now let's check what's happening in your state with our reporters on the ground and we start in New South Wales and COVID rules are easing across Sydney today. The snap restrictions were introduced after a man and wife from the eastern suburbs tested positive to COVID. But health authorities have still been unable to find that missing link between the couple and a return traveller from the US in hotel quarantine. Our reporter Siobhan Caulfield has the latest from Sydney. Yeah, Tash, masks are no longer mandatory on public transport. Limits on the number of guests you're allowed at your home have been removed and people can now dance in clubs and pubs. Stand-up drinking is also back. Health authorities still haven't been able to find out how a man and wife tested positive to COVID, but no new cases have emerged in the community since they were diagnosed almost two weeks ago. 
And to Victoria and police in Melbourne have released a man without charge after a woman was found dead at a unit block on Saturday night. Neighbours called triple zero after finding the 63-year-old victim in a stairwell. Our reporter James Lake has more details from Melbourne and says a 41-year-old man was taken in for questioning. That's right, Tash. That 41-year-old man who was arrested yesterday is actually a neighbour of the victim. He was led away by officers in handcuffs without shoes on, but happily talking to the waiting media. Why have you been arrested? Um, I've been accused of murdering somebody. Who? Uh, her name's Barbara. Is she your partner? No. How do you know her? Oh, she's a neighbour. Yeah, I didn't murder her. He was released last night pending further inquiries, but police say they're not looking for any other suspects. Now for the latest in business and finance news this morning, we're joined by Peter Switzer from the switzerreport.com.au. Peter, good morning. It's one of the best-received federal budgets in modern times, but news polls says it hasn't given the Morrison government a much-needed electoral bounce. Exactly right. Only 15% of voters saw last week's budget as bad for them, which compares to the well-received Peter Costello last budget before the Howard government lost the election. News poll says Labor retains its two-seat lead, 51-59 seats, though ScoMo leads Anthony Albanese as preferred PM, 55 to 38%. Peter, we saw new research coming out today saying productivity soars for many people working from home, but the pressure is mounting from some employers to send workers back to the office. Yeah, the latest survey has found workers at home instead of their CBD offices are actually more productive. But the Closer to Home report was funded by the Business Western Sydney group that says Sydney's western suburbs economy would enjoy a $450 million boost if workers can do their job from home. Nice work if you can get it. Well said, Peter. Thank you. for sport now with Brett Thomas and Brett. Some players clearly did not get the message over the weekend about the NRL's crackdown on head-high shots during Magic Round. Yes, good morning, Tash. Tyrell Fuma-Ono for the Dragons yesterday uh, got his marching orders for a high shot that concussed Melbourne star Ryan Pappenhausen. It looked ugly as well. A Melbourne star fullback taken off on a stretcher and the storm had the last laugh just too strong for St. George Illawarra. Yesterday at Suncorp Stadium, of course, we had eight games in three days for Magic Round here in Brisbane. Now, Anthony Griffin, the Dragons coach, certainly not sticking up for uh, his centre and uh, wasn't really surprised that he was sent off for that incident in the first half as we said it was uh, pretty ugly. I didn't assume it was going to be a send-off but it didn't surprise me when it was, but yeah, it is what it is. Gets worse for the Dragons. Matt Dufty could miss uh, six weeks with a shoulder injury. Now, at the Titans, uh, their coach, Justin Holbrook, says that they paid the price for a reckless decision from Herman SASA in their 48-12 loss to Penrith. The Titans forward sent off for a high shot on Panthers winger Brian Toto late in the first half. And Holbrook says that, of course, comes after that warning from the NRL about contact to the head. We were the last game. We, we had all the time in the world to, to get our own house in order and it's just a completely reckless decision on his on his behalf and we pay the price for it. In some good news though, Jacob Arthur, son of uh, Eels coach Brad, uh, scored on debut. They beat the Warriors yesterday. Great scene seeing Brad Arthur punch the air in the coach's box watching his son cross the line. That was a, a great result for Parramatta yesterday.
And to the AFL, now it's the story of the year, Brett, with the Demons' stunning start to the season, piling more pain on the Blues. Yeah, no one saw this coming. Their best start to a season since 1956, back when uh, Melbourne was a powerhouse in what was then the VFL competition. Uh, Too strong for the Blues yesterday in the wet. They were clean at the MCG. And uh, the the Blues, there were a lot of expectations going into the seasons, a couple of big high-profile recruits, but at the moment not living up to that uh, as they're Coach David Teague said uh, after that loss at the MCG yesterday. We're probably not living up to our own expectations and the pressure we're putting onto ourselves. We're not living up to that yet. And we all want to get there quicker, as quick as possible. And he admitted uh, his press conference earlier in the week was probably the worst he's ever given. He was questioned about the severity of a back injury that his skipper, his inspirational captain, Paddy Cripps, has been playing through. He downplayed that, said he didn't know the full extent. Well, he's basically admitted that he wasn't too honest with that and that uh, Cripps did have a a fracture in his back. He was still playing through early in the season. And the other results, the Bombers edged the Dockers by seven points and the Eagles beat the Crows by 30 points in the final match of the round yesterday in Perth, Tash. Absolute superstar Jack Miller, and he's done it again, powering to victory in the MotoGP. Yeah, when it rains, it pours for Jack Miller. Hadn't won for uh, a decade, I think it was, and then got the victory in Spain. Last night, he's done it at Le Mans uh, in France. Uh, He had a a time penalty for speeding in pit lane, overcame that, and uh, won that MotoGP race yesterday. He he did a shoey after the race, um, taking some inspiration from Dan Ricciardo. It's the first time an Aussie has won back-to-back races in the MotoGP since Casey Stoner almost a decade ago. So uh, Jack Miller and Ducati on top in MotoGP in the last couple of weeks. Yeah, and a great way to celebrate with a shoey. Thanks so much, Brett. Thanks, Tash. And parts of Australia have shivered through some record-breaking temperatures over the weekend with snow falling on ski fields just one month out from the start of the season. Perisher recorded its coldest May night on Saturday since local records began 12 years ago, reaching minus 9.4 degrees. Chilly weather also swept across Queensland, New South Wales and Victoria, with Melbourne seeing its coldest day of the year so far, with the city also lashed with a severe hailstorm. Here's Helen Kirkup from the Weather Bureau on nine. The cold front that went through yesterday, it just had an air trajectory that really started somewhere down in the Southern Ocean. And as it's moved up through New South Wales, it's just brought really cold air. We had quite a few places with temperatures well below zero. The cooler temperatures are set to continue for the rest of the week with more rain on the way for Melbourne and mostly sunny for the rest of the country. And that's all you need to know to start your day with your morning agenda in your podcast feed from 6.30am every weekday morning. You can also catch our latest episode and be across all the breaking news and hot topics as they happen in our brand new talk show, Australia Today with Steve Price, by heading to listener.com or downloading the new Listener app for free. I'm Natasha Belling. Thanks so much for your company. Have a great day and we look forward to seeing you tomorrow. Listener.